John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Episode 25. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, and you know it's not. (laughs) 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 How's things? Uh, Good. Um... Yeah, it's all right, just busy. I took my daughter to watch the new um, Captain Marvel movie film yesterday. So, how how did that go? Yeah, she loved it. I felt a bit melancholic to be honest, just sat there just kind of thought it's just average, isn't it? They're all just average now. I'm just how much of my life am I going to just waste watching average films? <laughs> <laughs> It's just uh, the same story over and over again. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, then you sit there at the end because you want to see what happens in the after credits scene, and it's like, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, I just, yeah, I don't know if I've just got fatigue of Marvel because I quite, you know, I like it. You know, I like comics and I like all, and my daughter really liked it. But and you know, people say, oh, it's sexist because it's a, the woman film that you didn't like. No, but I thought it's about Black Panther. I thought. I haven't watched a Marvel film. you're racist. Film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, racist and sexist. <laughs> that one about the old superhero, I hated that one as well. Yeah, yeah. And that guy with one leg. Yeah, the transgender superhero, I hated that one as well. Yeah. Thor, on the other hand, loved it. Yeah, the tall, white, blonde, blue-eyed, Aryan-looking guy. Loved that one. What happened was, the day before that, I'd watched Goonies with my daughter and she loved it. I was thinking, that is a classic kids' film. But now they just don't really make classic kids' films. All the films that now, like all of those Marvel films, you're not going to, you know, 20 years' time, they're all just blur into one. They're not very... Uh... Yeah. Uh, this sounds like it's been set up, but we hadn't talked about this. I've actually literally just got back from the cinema, uh, having taken my son to see the new Spider-Man film. <laughs> so... Oh, right. Oh, the um, the Spider-Verse one. Animated one. We... We watched it on 3D IMAX, which was, it was great. And uh, he enjoyed like the first 30 minutes and then the popcorn finished and he was saying, yeah, I want to go home. I want to go home. And then he slept for about the last 30 minutes. So feel like I've probably wasted my money boosting the ticket up to 3D IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a um, like colourful film. I'm surprised you didn't have an epileptic fit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... Uh... Uh, he he was much more focused on the contents of the popcorn box. Yeah. Well, I uh, I was quite... I think possibly one of the reasons I wasn't so enamoured with Captain Marvel was that we were in a rush to get there. And so when we got there, the plan was that we were going to go for lunch first, but we didn't have time because of traffic. So by the time we kind of got to the cinema, I was starving. And we just shared some nachos and some uh, chocolate and... I had, <laughs> she had like a slushy and yeah, and I was gonna have a beer, but I thought, well, it's an empty stomach, and I don't want to get more hungry, so I ended up just having like a bucket of Sprite. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not. I'm not into people having dinner in the cinema. I don't like it at all. When I, when we got the popcorn, we ordered like a medium-sized popcorn between three of us. And um, the guy in front of me, he was with his kids and his wife. They got like hot dogs and like uh, big popcorns and a pretzel and a churro. What's that sticky donut thing called? A churro? Chorizo. Chorizo. <laughs> no, that's a sausage. <laughs> uh, churroso. Chur- Churros. Yeah, that one. I'm not sure how it's pronounced it. But anyway, <laughs> he had all the stuff. And it's like, you know, if you're eating that much food in the cinema, you're not watching it. You're not watching it. And right. you've got your glasses on and stuff. So I don't, I think I know. I've just realized I'm sounding old. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got the nachos with, and you can get three dips, but so we just only chose two because she didn't like any of them, but we got cheese and then sour cream. So I was like quite enjoying it. But it's really salty. And then she, yeah, this story's boring. I'm just going to stop. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it ends up with me just using my fingers to just scoop out cheese. (laughs) That's how hungry I was. Licking the bowl, licking the sour cream bowl, just so starving. It's pathetic. It's rubbish. And you hadn't even had a beer. <laughs> no. Yeah. So anyway, I ate Captain Marvel. <laughs> Sexist. So <laughs> what's on today's show? Yeah, what's on today's show? More interested in that story. Yeah. <laughs> Feel like we've let the listeners down there. Um, today's show is uh, packed as ever Uh, we've got the return of Culture Corner Uh, we have some burning questions we have some stand-up comedy with Daniel Miyauchi Anderson Uh, but of course first this this is JNSNJ News it's time for the news John what have you got for me Uh, this is a story from the Metro um, and it's the headline is Detective Facing the Sack for Farting on Duty and Repeatedly Saying the C-Word. Now, if you had to guess whether this was a male or a female detective, what would you guess? <laughs> well, if I was guessing, I'm definitely going male. But as you've asked yeah. me, I suspect it's a female. It is a female, yes. <laughs> um, so, One of the lads. <laughs> and for, for our American listeners, the sack means being fired. So, yeah, it says a detective who would break wind and use strong language around the police station could lose her job. So DC Claire Fitzpatrick, 44, is accused of repeatedly using the C word and breaking wind in front of other officers. So, <laughs> which, I mean, this pretty much sums up the whole story, but some of the uh, the details are just brilliant. It says in a bid to prevent herself being fired, she said that the behavior was part of a culture of banter at her village police station <laughs> in Bedwas, South Wales. And then it goes on to bullet point some things that she's accused of. Uh, So it says she's accused of uh, farting outside her sergeant's office, telling a suspect you're driving like a (laughs) (laughs) Asking asking a junior colleague if he wanted an affair with a fatter, uglier, older woman. (laughs) Hang on. Was she talking about herself there? Yeah. Is that what she... (laughs) And then asking another colleague in a busy station for thrush cream. (laughs) But she goes, it's brilliant. They've, I mean, I don't know how they've interviewed her, but she's, uh, she's, yeah, she's obviously given an interview where she's tried to justify herself. It says, she said that the swearing was just the nature of the place and that c- had replaced fuck as her word of choice. 
<laughs> I've got a feeling I know why you chose this story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just getting my bleep machine to work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says, DC Fitzpatrick admitted breaking wind outside the sergeant's office, but insisted that it wasn't deliberate. She said... I would joke about it. Sometimes I would speak like the character Borat or use a <laughs> silly vo- or use a silly voice to say rather out than in. <laughs> I wonder how that silly voice went. In your mind, how does her silly voice go? <laughs> well, I think she's Welsh. Rather out than in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking she does it a little bit more kind of mmm, rather out than in. <laughs> I'd love to know. <laughs> well, if she's listening to the show, please send us a uh, send us a SoundCloud message. Oh, please. <laughs> DC Fitzpatrick, who'd served on the force for 22 years, faces 25 counts of inappropriate behaviour. Wow, she's been a naughty girl. Yeah. So speaking about the junior colleague she prepositioned, she said, I met the officer a couple of months before. There was a bit of banter. I don't know how the conversation started, but we started speaking about whether he had a girlfriend or children. I said, well, if you ever fancy an affair with a fatter, ugly older woman who wears glasses, I've got a number. He said, no, thank you. In, in response, <laughs> yeah, in response, I pretended to throw up in my mouth and he moved away to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, this is sounding awfully familiar to where, back in my uh, dating days. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think it would be uh, the uh, the person you preposition thrown up in their mouth rather than you oh, thrown yeah. up in your own mouth. <laughs> yes, yes. I knew that someone vomiting in their own mouth was involved somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, she says, I thought instantly that I'd said the wrong thing at the wrong time. I went over to him, put my hand on his shoulder and said that I didn't mean it, that he didn't know my sense of humour, that I was sorry. And he said, don't touch me. Yeah, he kind of acknowledged that. He knew I wasn't serious. And then he goes on, speaking about the suspect she called a she said, the officer with me said, Sergeant, you can't say that to him. I took a deep breath with my head in my hands and said, I'm sorry to the driver. The driver also apologised for driving and his manner towards us. I mean, I, I was suspecting in that case that she was probably right, though. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why there'd be a driver driving around two police officers. I don't know how that works, unless it was a taxi driver. Uh, I, su- I was assuming that, it's, that they'd seen him driving erratically, arrested him, and he was like in their car by now. Yeah, I think the the way that the story's written, it sounds like they were in the car and he was driving. Uh, but okay, yeah, that, I mean, that obviously makes a lot more sense. And then... <laughs> <laughs> They'll just arrest you for drink driving. Do you fancy yeah. driving us to the police station? Yeah, I'll go by the kebab shop. <laughs> yeah. Or donuts, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> so then it says, speaking about the thrush incident, she said, I wasn't suffering from thrush at the time, so I wasn't just asking her some literally. It was just another example of stupid, inappropriate things being said. She denies bullying or inappropriate behaviour and the hearing continues. I, for one, cannot wait to find out what happens. <laughs> I've... I've got a feeling she might be in deep trouble. I think probably, I, mean, I don't know about, I've never been a policeman, but I can imagine that there is a lot of farting that goes on in a police station. So I yeah. don't know, I think maybe she's being a little bit hard done by. But on the other hand, calling someone you've arrested a c- is... Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she's not being racist or, you know, it doesn't sound like she's used excessive violence towards anybody. No, no. <laughs> If she was a she was a police officer, if she was in a a Die Hard movie, 
Um, <laughs> after propositioning that younger officer, she uh, could be the character Hans Groomer. <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, well, it'd be Mans Groomer, wouldn't it? Yeah, man. well done, well done. <laughs> that was JNS in J News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner. It's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner. It's the corner. Words, phrases, metaphors. You'll soon know the score. Find out what they mean with a culture corner team. Hi there, my name's Sam and I'm from England. Welcome to Culture Corner. Today I want to tell you about the British word pillock. What is this word and where did it come from? When I was a boy at school, often you could hear teachers shouting at students, Be quiet, you pillock. Sit down, you pillock. Or shut your mouth, you pillock. But what is a pillock, and where did it come from? Well, pillock is a British word that means a stupid or annoying person. Maybe a simpleton, or a fool. But what's the history of this word? Well, according to the Wiktionary, the etymology of pillock starts from the 16th century, where the meaning was penis, probably from Pillicock, which is a combination of words meaning penis, boy, and man. This would be akin to the modern-day term dickhead, which, if you don't know the meaning, means inept fool. Another idea was that the word pillock came from the same basis as pillicock, but this is where the pill part of the word referred to penis, and the suffix ok meant the diminutive, presumably saying that somebody had a small penis. These days the word pillock is not too severe and you can use it freely all around Britain. And if you feel like it, you can add another word in front to add some emphasis. For example, you bloody pillock, you bleeding pillock, you massive pillock. Other British words that also have the same meaning as pillock, include wazuk and plonker. So, if you are very annoyed and you are working with or happen to live with a stupid or annoying person, a simpleton or a fool, crack out some British English and call them a plonker, a wazuk, or even a bloody pillock. I've been Sam O'Toole. This has been Culture Corner. See you next time. Welcome to Earth Dry Cleaners. I'm Mrs. Sekai. Is your suit dirty? Did you get soy sauce on your jeans? Maybe you sweat a lot on your sheets because Tokyo is very hot in summer. We can help you, so please come to Earth Dry Cleaning. We clean clothes for foreigners. We're happy to clean the clothes for anyone. 
white or black or from other Asian countries like China or Korea or even Thailand and the Philippines. We have nine stores around the Tokyo area, so please check out the website for your nearest store. And for the next two weeks, you can use the promotional code EARTHCLEANING at any of our stores and get 50% off your bill. Earth Dry Cleaning in Shibuya, we will make you look and smell like a clean Japanese. Samuel T, two prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? All right, and now it's time for the burning question. We've actually had a couple of responses to the previous episode's burning question, which was, What is the most unromantic situation you've been in? So, who got in touch, Sam? Uh, this was uh, one guy, Dan, on Facebook. He says, I once visited a friend in Japan and he took me to a Japanese spa. He made me sit in the pool naked with him and he said it was traditional. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then John, not this, not you, John, a different John replied on Facebook. Um, and he said, uh, Dan, did you come away with Japanese flag syndrome? <laughs> Which I assume uh, <laughs> is a, a reference to a red ring. <laughs> uh, actually, I I know what Dan's talking about here because the friend he visited in, J- in Japan was me. <laughs> oh, right. Why was that a romantic situation? Well, no, it, was, it wasn't romantic. No, this is the most unromantic situation you've been in, remember? Yeah, but I thought the idea was it was supposedly a romantic situation. <laughs> I don't know what Dan, Dan's gone there looking for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I must have disappointed him uh, did viciously. He, did he fly back to England with a broken heart? <laughs> yeah, he must have done. No, because I'd said to him, we went to this onsen uh, hot spring place, and there was one where you wear your, your swimming shorts, and we were kind of you know going in all the diff- different pools, and then there upstairs they had the t- traditional one where you get naked, and I said, oh look, there'll be loads of people in there. It won't be weird at all. So I persuaded him that we'd go up there and we got in there and it was just me and him. (laughs) We sat next to each other naked in the bath. (laughs) He's just looking at me like saying, why have you made me do this? Oh, well, possibly he he thought that you thought it was supposed to be a romantic situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's let me down. Yeah. <laughs> I've always loved you, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, did anyone else get in touch with you? Yeah, so we had, uh, well, we had Christiane get in touch with us. And she, she said, we actually featured her on the show. Uh, we interviewed her. Was this a, re- so- was this a response for, from last week's Burning Question 2? Yeah, it's to do with the most unromantic situation you've been in. Uh, so, yeah, we had a, a reply from Christiane Brew, who we interviewed on this show. She's the organiser of the Perfect Lies Club in Tokyo. And the fact that her surname is Brew is apt for this, because she says, my boyfriend making me coffee in the morning from a dirty cup using hot water from the tap. That's not so <laughs> bad. It was it was the fact it was instant shitty Nescafe. It was a deal breaker. <laughs> I used to live with a guy who he'd never 
I think he just never made cups of tea before he came to university. And he once made five people a cup of tea using just hot water from the tap, which... (laughs) (laughs) How do you get to be 18 years old and Mm. not know how to make a cup of tea? Yeah, your parents have spoiled you. I was making cups of tea for them by the time I was six. (laughs) Um, So, well, this episode's burning question was... Uh, what's the worst thing a roommate's ever done to you in response to uh, last episode's story where the roommate tried to swap the winning lottery ticket? So has anybody been in touch, Sam? <laughs> uh, yeah, we had uh, an email in from Sean in England. He said when he was at university, a guy he lived with uh, was doing some sort of sciences at university. And, and every now and again, he would bring home dead locusts from the science lab and put them in people's boxes of cornflakes people would not know they were in there for a few weeks until they got to the end <laughs> of their cornflakes and out plopped a large locust onto their sorry into their bowl <laughs> excellent um, yeah, that is pretty evil <laughs> yeah well somebody did a science degree we used to do that sort of stuff we uh we used to I think the worst one probably was hiding we cut up a dogfish like a small shark and we hid bits of the dogfish in people's bags so they were walking around with smelly fish stink <laughs> for for weeks. Um. <laughs> I've heard that one actually uh, before, like uh, people uh, hiding sh- like shrimp or prawns behind people's posters in their bedrooms and things like that. So the room stinks of fish, but they can't locate exactly where the smell yeah, is well, coming did, from. Yeah, uh, well, we hid uh, crushed up garlic behind the blue tack on somebody's poster, uh, my friend Pell. And it made his room stink. And he went absolutely insane trying to find where the smell was coming from. It was uh, quite genius. Uh, I've heard of garlic (laughs) pell. Anyone else get in touch? Uh, Yeah, so we had uh, this Dave from Liverpool. And again, another man. So I think this is kind of a boys topic because boys are scumbags. And it said... Yeah, uh, immature. And this, this is quite awful. He said he lived with a guy who used to hide bits of fecal matter around the house, like on top of what? the doors. Yeah. So they said they have the the doors with the metal things so the door automatically shuts. He used to put little nuggets of uh, fecal matter on there so when people opened the door, turds would drop on their shoulders. <laughs> That's outrageous. When we set this burning question, I didn't see it going this way, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. How about for you? Yeah, I've already been the perpetrator and the victim of several of these kind of stories. Uh, but one that I remember was we used to do kind of uh, pranks on each other and we didn't have a lock on our shower room door. It was like an individual shower cubicle. Um, we all shared it. And I was working in a bar at the time and I, I was taking a shower before work. I was probably running late. And then the, one of the guys I live with came in, opened the door, leaned over the top of the shower cubicle and squirted a whole bottle of tomato ketchup all over my head. So I kind of had spent another, it looked like you know, the shower scene out of Psycho. So I spent another like 20 minutes or so trying to wash it out. But you know, like tomato ketchup stinks and my hair's blonde and it had gone red. And it, oh, it just took ages. And then when I eventually got to work, I probably was, I don't know, half an hour late or something. And the manager said, well, where have you been? You're late for your shift. I said, I said, you'd never believe this. So I stood in the shower and my roommate squirted ketchup all over me. And she said, you're right. I don't believe you. <laughs> so I said to her, well, smell my head. And she smelt my head and it completely stank of tomato ketchup. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, she gave me a pass on that one. <laughs> oh, well, that's good of her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How about for you? Oh, loads. Yeah, I don't know. Boys are just horrible, aren't we? We used to yeah, do all yeah. sorts of yeah, evil yeah. stuff to each other. Yeah, if the world was made up of purely women, it would be a much nicer place. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I remember one time my housemates, and I never found out which one of them did it, but the day before um, one of my very important university exams, somebody set off the fire alarm, so we all had to leave the halls of residence, and then I went back in and went back to bed, not realising that one of them had very funnily unplugged my alarm clock. So I woke up (laughs) half an hour into the exam, so I had to rush to the... Yeah, um, <laughs> I mean, that's like it's not even. It, I mean, it is funny. Obviously, it's quite hilarious, but it's so mean. It's really <laughs> it's quite it. vicious. Uh, well, I think it was probably payback for some of the evil things that we, <laughs> yeah. I perpetrated. So I couldn't really. Yeah, like like that know. time you put nuggets of poo on top of the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely wasn't me. All right, and now time for some stand-up comedy. This episode, we're featuring stand-up from Daniel Miauchi Anderson. I think you're going to enjoy this. Good evening. Um, yeah, my name is Daniel. Happy to be here. I recently turned 34 years old. Yeah. Five years ago now. But um, yeah. Time is flying, and things are changing. I mean, it's normal to be afraid a little bit of the unknown and changes and so on. That's normal. Also for me, just last recent years walking around in Tokyo, uh, I see people from different culture, uh, dressing a little bit different, talking a language I don't really understand. Um, I'm talking about the millennials, uh, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> the millennials. I mean, I was born 1979. Uh, uh, so uh, means I'm Generation X. Yeah, and in the 90s, nobody talked about Generation X on social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're laughing. You think there was no social media in the 90s? Yes, there was. It was called a campfire. <laughs> yeah, there was always a guy there with a guitar stealing my girlfriend and all that. So nothing new. And millennials, they're all into this cryptocurrency, right? Cryptocurrency. That we also had in the 90s. It was called condom in the wallet. <laughs> Once you finally got to use it, it was all dried up and useless. <laughs> yes, um, the one millennial I like is Naomi Osaka, tennis player. Yeah? Um, <clears throat> but the other day she got a question, why is your name Osaka? And she answered like this. Okay, I'm going to answer with a joke. Um, everyone born in Osaka get the name Osaka. Nobody lost, they lost, exactly my dear. So I wrote a joke for her. Okay, I'm gonna answer with a joke. Two tennis balls walks into a bar, and the bartender asks, can I serve you anything? Ah, that worked, yeah. So I'm gonna give her a gift from me. Yeah, but it's um, some news. Uh, They have finally moved that big uh, fish market, Tsukiji, yeah? Now there's a new project, 
they're gonna move that old meat market. Roppongi. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, uh, I love uh, living in Tokyo, and especially now walking around and I see they build everywhere, huge uh, constructions. Billions of yen are being corrupt, uh, invested in this. And, uh, uh, but it's not all about money and business. In central Tokyo right now, they are building temporary housing for people addicted to drugs, sex and money. And they're gonna call it the Olympic Village. Yes, that's me. Thank you so much. Daniel Miyauchi Anderson there. Great stuff. I really enjoyed that. If you want to find out more about him, you can go to our website, johnandsaminjapan.com. Uh, that just leaves us to say thanks to everyone who was involved in today's show. And, of course, thanks to uh, all you listeners. Uh, so, John, what's the burning question for next time? Uh, well, after the story about Claire Mann's gro- groomer, uh, Fitzpatrick, I think we should have, <laughs> what is the most inappropriate thing you've either done or witnessed at work? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to hearing what they've got to say about that one <laughs> if we can try and keep off the topic of poo just for one week it would be nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> anything oh. else no i think that's all all right catch, catch you later, later. it is time to go that's the end of the show if you liked it write a review five stars or f you and if you want to get in touch we'd like that very much send a tape of your comedy not a tape just an mp3 send us some comedy or a song that is funny send us your favorite bit but we don't want your dick pics It is time to go, that's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family, or even the people you're married. You should join in, answer the burning question. Send a new story, preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.